Amen. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. Last time we talked to the children, obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And tonight uh, we'll talk to dads and ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So uh, we looked at honoring and obeying last time. Uh, I mentioned the fella in prison uh, who was saying, wait a second, my dad is gone, and I can still honor him by doing the things that are right that that he wanted me to do. And, and it, that, that kind of brought up an interesting thought. Dr. Volga and I were discussing a little bit. Sometimes, you, again, it's not the only way of looking at it, but obedience um, and honor, you could look at them as uh, um, obedience. I, I do the things that I should in the presence of my parents. And then when I'm not in their presence, I do the things that I should because I honor them. So that's an interesting thought. Um, so, uh, so, Dad, if, if, if your son begins behaving <laughs> when you get home, uh, don't get a big head about your awe factor. Um, there's a lack of honor there. You understand that? If he doesn't obey unless you're around, he doesn't honor you the way he should. So that's something to work on. Uh, if your kids aren't respectful at school, um, there's a lack of honor for you, parent. Don't get a, a big head about how you must inspire obedience and what's the matter with the teacher. Uh, there's a lack of honor in your child uh, for, I don't know, they, they know how to play whatever game they need to not to get in trouble, but that's not obedience and honor. Paul um, directs his attention to the dads. <laughs> and his role in training the children. Uh, though mom will spend more time with the child, especially when they're young, the father, we see it right here, is the ultimate leader in the training of the children. So the verse tells us something not to do, and then the verse tells us something to do. So what does it say? Uh, it says, And ye fathers provoke not your children to wrath, um, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So don't provoke them to wrath, but do bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So don't put them down into a realm of resentment. And the guy is saying about discouragement. The, the, the parallel passage to this in, uh, in Colossians, we'll look at it uh, later on, but, but don't, don't cause your children to be angry and discouraged. A dad can bring discouragement if he provokes them to wrath or provokes them to anger. And as they sing, be not discouraged, dads, the Bible's warning, you make sure you're the right type of dad so you're not provoking them to wrath or to anger or to discouragement. Dads, we can be guilty of that. Lord, help me not to be guilty. You said dads don't do this. There must be a reason you said it. I better be careful. So uh, don't put them down into a realm of resentment, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Don't raise angry kids. We'll see that in the Colossians passage. But raise admonished 
kids. Don't provoke them to wrath, but provoke them to wisdom, to love, and, and to good works. In fact, Hebrews says at church, we're to provoke one another to love and, and to good works. So, uh, and ye fathers, and ye fathers. The, the sound booth will be excited because that'll be short enough to put on the thumbnail. So, all right, and ye fathers. Um, but with a whole lot of S's and exclamation points at the end. Oh, okay, never mind. All right, let's pray and then we'll look at this. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your goodness. And I just pray you be with us this evening. It's so good to be in your house, Lord. And uh, thank you for these that have come. I pray you give them a blessing and, and help uh, dads, every single one of us. And even really, there's a lot here for moms. And, and really, there's, there's some good things here for the young people to listen to. I just pray you be with us, meet with us tonight. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. All right. Uh, younger parents. Um, I'm going to channel uh, when, 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 my, when my wife and I were newer parents, um, we experienced some, uh, some youthful arrogance. Some youthful arrogance. It was mainly her. Um, but, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> so here's, when you're a young parent, you can start to think, um, I see issues in the homes of people around me, so I'm not going to ask her any advice. In fact, we are going to be so good at this that before long, they will be coming to me to figure out my tricks of the trade. Beware youthful arrogance. That's pride. It will mess you up. So uh, you see someone ahead of you with kids older than you, and, and you see there's some difficulties in that home. Uh, uh, work on this. Be able to walk up and say, hey, brother, I'm praying for you. I love you. Not, I'm stay away from them. Uh, obviously, they, no, no, no. Your kids are going to be that age at some point. And you're, you're going to need somebody to come up to you and say, hey, I'm praying for you. I love you. And then it's not a bad idea to say, by the way, my little rascal <laughs> is fill in the blank. Do you have any ideas? Because uh, there's a good chance they'll have some really good ideas. Away with the youthful pride that says, I'm not going to talk. I, I don't want the two halves of my church detached from each other, looking down their noses at each other. It's not how God wants it. Some of the young parents look down their noses at people with older kids. And let me warn you, I want to scare some of you young uh, parents with younger kids right now. You see, you see a home with some difficulties there, and you're like, you look down your nose. And can I just tell you that when those kids were your kids' ages, sometimes they were more behaved than yours are right now? Let that sink in. As your kids run around and tear wallpaper off of stuff and you're like, I'm not listening to them. Pride is going to mess up your home. So three quick things. This isn't my sermon, but, but I think it's worth the price of admission. Um, as a church, let's pray for each other. Let's love on each other and let's learn from each other. Let me say that one more time. Pray. Really pray for each other. Love on each other and learn from each other.
Uh, sometimes I, I see little kids that, that they figured out how to not get the merits. And so sometimes I see parents that are like, oh, well, we must be that amazing. Oh, and, and then I see how they, they, they might talk to you so disrespectfully. It blows me away. So listen, demerits in the school is an indicator, but it's not the only indicator. Teach your kids to talk to you with respect. All right? My dad, it was a good thing he instilled in us. Uh, when mom talks to you, you're going to answer her. You are not going to just walk away. You're not going to walk away in a huff. And you're not going to walk away whining. You're going to answer respectfully when, when mom talks to you. And I'm so glad he did that. Because it was something that he instilled in me. And I, I tried to build that into my kids. So I'm going to give you three E's tonight. Um, so he says... Uh, uh, don't, 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 uh, so the idea, don't, don't, don't put them down, but, but, but bring them up. Uh, so first of all, don't exasperate them. <laughs> That's a big word, huh? Don't exasperate them to provoke them to wrath, but do edify them, build them up, bring them up, and then equip them, equip them with a nurture and admonition of the Lord. Nurture has kind of the idea of, of some self-discipline. Uh, you can't tell God yes if you can't tell this flesh no. Can I say that again? You can't tell God yes if you've never learned how to tell this flesh no. So parent, one of your jobs in nurturing them is teaching them some self-discipline, moving towards spirit discipline. But it, but it starts with some self-discipline. We're going to teach them that they don't do whatever compulsions uh, enter their mind or their flesh. So don't exasperate them. But do edify them and do equip them with that nurturing, but also the admonition of the Lord. Admonition is going to have the idea of, of training them. Training them. And what am I training them toward? Well, all of it. And the nurture and admonition of the Lord. That describes the training, the mental training, a, a, a trained mind. That, that's part of, uh, I, I, I'm glad my kids are in the Christian school here because there's some things I don't have all the skill sets that the different teachers have. And they're able to build some things into them that I'm not able to. And I'm glad for that because I want them, but I'm the dad and I'm directing and I want to make sure they have a, a, a trained mind toward the things of the Lord. So don't exasperate them. That was the word uh, Dr. Sorensen used. So I looked it up. It means uh, to irritate or provoke to high degree. Annoy extremely. Like, oh, that, that's a good word right there. Don't exasperate them. Parents can drive their kids crazy and fill them with resentment. The Bible says so right here. Don't provoke them to wrath. Uh, parent, know what is right. Have spiritual maturity. Spend time on your need, knees. Study. Read the book. And then lovingly and consistently direct your children toward those paths. Power often corrupts. And God gives a dad a great amount of power in a home. And God says, you're not allowed to be unjust, unkind, or foolish without authority. Where does he say that? Right here. Provoke them not to wrath. In many ways, dad stands in the place of God. And when is God ever unjust? When is God ever unkind? And when is God ever foolish with his authority? 
Dad, you model those right things with God in your home. And then secondly, edify them. Uh, The Bible commands fathers to bring them up, build them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. The word is extrepho, to nourish, to rear, to feed, to nurture, to bring them up to maturity, the Bible says. uh, The complete complete word study Bible says uh, of this word extrepho. It's translated nourish in Ephesians 5.29. And then equip them. Uh, How do we bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord? Nurture comes from the Greek word uh, paideia and means chastening. Our goal is for our kids to be self-disciplined and then eventually uh, move, we're we're teaching them how to be spirit-disciplined. And uh, the way we teach them this is through discipline in the home and corporal punishment is God's way that this is done. You can add in other things, but not in exchange for that blessed tool that God gave parents, and he did not give you the option to use it or not. The paddle. (laughs) When used correctly, I've seen it do amazing things in my home. Uh, You know, Alec, you know, I can just tell, I don't like the way mom corrected me or whatever, and maybe he did something, and he he needs some swats, and and, and we we, we take the time to to do the discipline correctly, and and boy, it's like something turns on in his mind. It's like, you know, Dad, I, I, I didn't see it mom's way until right now. And even that soft heart that says, Dad, I'm sorry. And going to, hey, mom, I, mom, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have been that way. Admonish uh, comes from the word uh, nuthasia. In this context, it has the idea of training the mind. So equipped, equip your, mi- your kids with a mind that is trained in the fear of the Lord. The beginning of wisdom. Boy, that, the fear of the Lord. Um, nurture and admonition of the Lord that gives the context dads we need to instill the discipline of righteousness and spiritual training the spiritual training of the Lord so that we can see our kids turn out righteously all right so let's look at those three things Uh, so first of all don't exasperate them Uh, irritate to provoke to a high uh, degree uh, to uh, annoy extremely uh, parents dads you can drive them nuts be careful not to the bible warns us about them here don't don't, don't provide, provoke them to wrath know what is right lovingly and consistently direct them along those right paths model the lord jesus christ dad in your home all right so colossians 3:21 that's the passage colossians 3:21 where it says fathers Provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Lest they be discouraged. So the men sang, uh, be not discouraged, right? Look up, like, like Pastor Olson's track, right? Probably when you pass out that track, you should sing that song, you know, just to add emphasis. So uh, be not, uh, lest they be discouraged. So fathers, let's be careful about this. So how, how might we exasperate our kids? First, uh, when we're unkind. Our dad's unkind sometimes. They can be. Uncompassionate, inconsiderate, mean. Our dad's mean sometimes. 
They can be. Harsh. Jesus is never unkind. He, he can be firm. He can be firm. Oh, you better believe he can be firm. But never unkind. Uh, another thing, we could be unreasonable or unfair. <laughs> right? You're like, I've heard of this other parent that gave this child two cookies and this child one cookie just to teach them that life isn't fair. It's like, well, I'm going to take that to an extreme. You know, it's like, here's two cookies for you and you are on the Daniel diet. Pulse for you. You know, it's like, what for? Just because. (laughs) Being heavy-handed, punishing more severely than an occasion deserves. Somebody put it this way, do you ever find yourself using a a sledgehammer to drive a thumbtack? Can we be heavy-handed sometimes when the situation doesn't call for it? What about disciplining in haste or anger? Oh, you drove me nuts and now you're going to pay. It never, never should be that way. Or you embarrassed me. Oh, I'm going to get, oh, no. Always discipline out of love, not irritation or anger. Uh, sometimes we don't, we don't explain rules properly, possibly. Um, well, they'll figure it out after a few sessions. It's not the way it should be. Announcing rules that are made known only after the child has broken them. And then this is huge, parents. And I'm I'm preaching at myself being inconsistent with the enforcement of rules. Having too many rules. (laughs) Listen, if you can't even remember your own rules, you have too many rules in your house. And it becomes arbitrary when, you know, who knows, on the, whenever there's five Thursdays in a, in a February, like every four years, you know, how, like, like last month, um, when that's, that's when you should have remembered it, and you'll remember next time, I, I guess. Not having realistic expectations for your kids. I, I laugh sometimes about, you know, the, the sound of music in the Von Trapp family. He just, he blows his little whistle and, and they, they come marching out. I was thinking, I, I can do better. When my, when, when my kids hear B-flat, they'll, they'll know the kitchen needs cleaned. When, when, they, when they hear G, they know the lawn needs mowed. And uh, D double sharp, that means the, the house needs re-roofed, you know. <laughs> Let's be realistic with our kids, Dr. Vogel was saying, sometimes you just don't lie, don't whine, and obey your mom and dad. That's pretty good for starters. But then mom and dad learn the art of the command to train, uh, to, to, to learn how to be consistent with, with the command. You say it, and then it needs to be done right away. Boy, we can exasperate our kids with being distant or neglectful. What about being critical too often? You can't do anything right. Does God treat us that way? He doesn't, does he? Being a hypocrite, do as I say, not as I do. I I expect you to live like you love God. It's like, Dad, there are times where I, I see you not living like you love God. And, of course, that doesn't mean that, you know, all right, bedtime, 10 o'clock. It's like, well, okay, if you go to bed too. That's not what it's talking about. 
you're allowed to have a different bedtime. Not listening or communicating properly, breaking promises. And obviously things happen. Like if I, if, if I, and I'm not making a promise, if I had told my kids we're going out to eat tonight, and then one of you is in the hospital, they need to be understanding. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't see you in the hospital. I, I told my kids that. Um, they need to be understanding, but, I, but they should know, well, dad will do his best to make it. When we give them our word, it should mean something. Comparing our kids to other kids. Why can't you be like, uh, with it, with, boy, I, I really like the way so-and-so talked to their mom. Did you notice that? That was so good, wasn't it? I mean, there's a, there's a wise way to do that, but, but not, why can't you be like, got to be careful of that. Now, I do have some fun with that sometimes. Every once in a while, I'll tell Claire that she's the son I never had. <laughs> you know, I'll be showing off my, my home maintenance skills, like, Alec, come hold the flashlight. Let me show you what I can do. And he, he's like, oh, Dad, I know how to change a light bulb. <laughs> like, no, this is father-son time. He's like, okay, I think I got it. Can I get back to my book? And then Claire will show up. He's like, Dad, I will hold the flashlight all night long. I'm like, are you supposed to be doing the dishes? Is that why you're here? But you know, God, God built strengths into each of our kids, didn't he? God built some wonderful things into every single one of our kids. Do your kids hear that from you? Oh, man, you, you have, I'm really excited. I, I see this in you. I'm really excited about it. And then remind them who gave them that strength. Remind them constantly who gave them that strength. Remember favoritism? How about this one? Jacob and Esau, that was awful, wasn't it? That home went through so much turmoil. Favoritism. How about insults? We can exasperate our kids with insults. How can you be so dumb? And then this last one, treating their mom poorly. Treating their mom poorly. That just confuses things. Don't do it. One of the best things a man can do for his children is be deeply in love with their mom. Ephesians 5 says, Husbands, love your wives even as, even as Christ loved the church. Oh, when they get to see dad treat their mom so well, so many good things flow from that. All right, so don't exasperate them, but do edify them. Do edify them. Uh, bring them up. Uh, so um, the idea here, bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, but bring them up. The word is extrefo. We mentioned this, to, to nourish, to rear, to feed, to nurture, to bring up to maturity. Um, and Ephesians 5, remember, remember he says, men, love your wives as, you know, you already are so good at loving yourself. So shave some of that off and aim that at her. God, in some ways, is saying the same thing here with this extrefo, where it says that men don't forget to nourish their flesh. We're really good at it. And God says, bring up your children. It's the same word, nourish. Bring them up. The same way you don't forget to look after yourself, shave some of that off. Nourish those children. Build them up. Bring them up. Bring them up. It's a present tense word uh, indicating continual action. Be continuing to bring them up. The mood, it's not a suggestion, is it? The mood is imperative. 
It's a command. Um, so moms will often spend more time with them when they're younger, but dad, you're the head of this business. You're the overseer. You're the superintendent. Joshua 24, 15, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether, you're, uh, whether the gods which your father served, which are on the other side of the float, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. There's no vote on that. So dads, part of bringing them up, here's just a little list for you. We kind of went on a list of things not to do. Let me give you a little list of things to do. Be engaged. Be engaged. It's, it's not mom's job to raise them. And you're an onlooker. Have a hands-on role. Maintain a close relationship with your wife on this. Um, now, I've, I've, I've had to do a lot of maturing in this area. Uh, I remember there were times where my, my wife would come to me uh, just about in tears and say, I just don't feel like we're on the same page. And again, men can be selfish and say, well, then figure out what my page is and get on it. And sometimes we say that because we don't even know what our page is. It's like, well, I leave the child stuff to you. No, Dad, you're in charge. God said, fathers, you bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. You have a page and take time to make sure your wife is on it. It takes time. Talk through things. Take real time. Pray through things. Open the Bible up with your wife. Don't just say, well, figure out what my page is and get on it. No, open the Bible and make sure you're on this page. Together. What does God want for my home? And men, you lead in that. Proverbs 31, 11, the heart of her husband does safely trust in her. So the, 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 the Proverbs 31 woman, he can leave and go to work knowing that, that what he wants to be done in the home is being done while he's gone, but that's impossible if he didn't lovingly spend time talking through what needs to be done. Men will sometimes uh, take off with the attitude, well, figure it out. I'm the breadwinner and you're the child raiser. Do your job. Well, God is saying, men, do your job. He tells you to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And yes, a wife is a tremendous, tremendous, essential help. But your job is to make sure it's being done. Men, your wives are smart. Listen to them. Pray with them. Talk with them. And then make the decision. Another part of bringing them up, spend time with the children together and individually at times. <laughs> take one and go for a drive. Uh, take one and go for a hike. Pastor Armacost, would, would, he would kind of know, uh, all right, let's go hiking, you and me. Um, take some time individually and together at times. Know them. Take the time to have their hearts. Tell your girls that they're pretty, even if... Oh, no.
<laughs> Dads, give those girls hugs. Hold their hands. Tell your son, hey, I saw you. I, I'm impressed. I, I saw something you did. I'm impressed. He needs to hear that. Uh, again, isn't it interesting that, not, not that Jesus was ever needy, but isn't an example the uh, isn't it wonderful the example we hear where, where, he, where from heaven his father said, that is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Oh, dads, what an example, right? Son, I, I, I saw you, uh, I saw you go through this and, and, and you kept your cool huh, on the basketball court. I saw, the, I saw maybe, maybe, you know, the, the referees, they do their best, and sometimes I don't think that was a foul, but, but you, you got called for that foul, and you kept it to you. I'm proud. I'm proud of you. Proud of you. Um, take real time with them with the Bible. All together and individually for certain topics. I'm already excited about summer things that we're going to discuss Know how they're doing in school. What interactions are they having a hard time with? I remember uh, I was, it was a while ago, uh, one of our high schoolers said, uh, well, my, my parents don't know what I'm doing half the time. That's, that's asking for trouble. Remember the Bible says a child left to themselves bringeth their, their mother to shame. Well, and, and, and they, well that, no, that's trust. Trust is when you leave me to myself. No, God calls it something else. God calls it something else. Have wonderful family devotions. There should be a time of enjoying the Lord uh, and one another. So, um, so build them up. Just, just some edifying, and then, um, and then equip them. <coughs> equip them. Teach them how to tell their body no. And one of the the, the blessed tool will be that be that paddle. Um, uh, and again, there's, there's the nurture and admonition that you're balancing those things out. And as they get older, hopefully it's less of one, but never less of the other. Sometimes it's more, more time to train and to talk and, and take those hikes in the, in the dunes and, 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 and do those wonderful things. More time. It's not that you're weaning your child off of both, but maybe you're, as you paddle less, you find you're parenting more, more time. Nurture comes from the Greek word paideia, has the idea of chastening or disciplinary correction. Our goal is for our kids to be self-disciplined or to work toward that uh, spirit discipline in time. And corporal punishment is, is God's way that this is done. Now, by the way, um, uh, through the years, now there's a difference between managing children and raising children. Let me explain. It seems to me that I've seen some parents that are, that are quite good at managing people, say, on a bus route. They're like, they just have amazing people skills, like on a bus route. And then it, it seems to me maybe they, they try their managing skills in their home. But they have to be different. God didn't call you to manage your children. God called you to raise them. There must be a difference 
Just because you're skilled with, with managing people, doesn't, well, I don't, I, I, and I can do that without, without a paddle. Don't, don't show God how skilled you are without using the tools he told you you're not allowed not to use. Forgive the double negative. And don't wait to start on this. It's not a pride thing, it's an obedience thing. Proverbs 13, 24 says, He that spareth his rod hateth his son. You know, why a lot, I, don't, I don't know why people spare the rod. There, there's probably a bunch of different reasons, but it, it's work. It's work to parent the right way. But it is so rewarding. He that spareth his rod hateth his son. God says so. I don't care what your reasoning for it is. God says, well, I call it hate, and so I'm right and you're wrong. He that spareth his rod hateth his son, but he that loveth him chasteneth him betimes. That word betimes, uh, I was looking at different places that word was found, the, the Hebrew word. Uh, um, the, the Bible even teaches about uh, early will I seek thee. Early will I seek thee. That idea of early. Uh, betimes, early in their life. Uh, early, quickly, promptly. Right when discipline is called for, it's, a, it's administered at an early age. Parents, I, I watch uh, Christian parents try to pester their kids into submission. It doesn't work. That's not what God says to do. And by the way, when you try to pester your kids into submission, that's training. You're training them not to obey until you've pestered them enough. You are teaching them not to obey until you've pestered them enough. One way or the other, you're training them. Pestering is training the wrong way. You're training them not to behave until you've irritated them enough to do it. And a lot of times it's you who gives up before they do. Fine, I give up. And they never have to obey because you're, you're, you're just frustrated with all the pestering that it requires. Or they know the tone when they finally have to obey, right? It's like, pick that up. Pick that, pick, pick, pick that up. Pick, what does mommy want? Pick, pick, pick that up. Pick, what did mommy say? Come on, buddy. Come on, buddy, you know, hey, come on. Hey, bud. Hey, 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 pal. Uh, pick that up. Mommy says, pick that. Pick it up! <laughs> and they're like, oh, there's that tone. I've, I've learned to listen for that tone, and then I obey. And, and I learned to wait for that blood vessel to really start going. God doesn't say to pester them. God says to paddle them. And it's way, lo it's way more loving in the end, isn't it? First of all, it's better because it's God's way. And second, because you're training them to comply right away, it removes all the strain of pestering from the equation. And you're not training them to disobey instead of what God told you to do, to train them to obey. Uh, I see parents with little kids that are just going around being crazy. Let me talk to that for just a moment. I'm not sure why that's going on, but maybe they think, well, my kid needs a chance to go nuts. And kids do need a chance to blow off steam and, and run around and, <laughs> and have some fun and, and climb a tree, but not all the time. 
and not in certain places. In this world around us, that oh, children need to be able to express themselves at any moment. You know, we, uh, where? Where did you read? Dr. Spook? Were you reading Dr. Spook? Is that what he says? The Bible says in Proverbs 22, 15, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. You need to assume that foolishness is bound in your child's heart. Why? You need to assume that foolishness is bound in your child's heart. Why? Because there's a verse that says, Proverbs 22, 15, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of Correction shall drive it far from him. Foolishness, foolishness is not to be let go. But it's their self-expression. And life isn't about expressing self. <laughs> uh, the foolishness that's bound in the heart of a child. Uh, I was talking to, to Claire. Claire's my dog lover. She loves dogs. And boy, I am not a dog person. So when I pray for her spouse down the road, you know, I, I pray that he might be a dog lover. Um, poor thing. So we were looking up Tibetan Mastiffs the other day. Tibetan Mastiffs. Monstrous dogs. Monstrous dogs. And they can sell for up in the millions. Look it up. Tibetan Mastiffs. Gigantic dogs. And uh, when... They, they get to be so big that you just can't train them. If there's training that's going to be done, it has to be done when they're small. Because you just, you just can't do it when they're older, when they're bigger. And really, we need to think of our children as precious metal. Precious metal, and there's dross inside every single one of them. Where do I get that? There's a verse that says, foolishness is bound in the heart of our child, my child and yours, there's dross in that precious metal. And how do you get dross out of precious metal? You turn up the heat. You turn up the heat. And what's God's prescription for turning up the heat? Using the paddle appropriately. Pushing their buttons. And boy, it, it is. You, you start to paddle and some nasty stuff comes out. <laughs> You're like, man, what am I doing? Man, I, I'm trying to discipline correctly, and, and man, I, 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 I want to push all this grossness back inside. Forget it. I give up. Time, you know, I give up. You know, waving the... No, 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 get, get it out. Get that dross out. Turn up that heat. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. And when you turn up the heat, the dross comes out. But you know what? You're doing that child a huge favor. Because if you never get that dross out, it never becomes the precious thing that God intended it for, to be. Admonish. Admonish comes from the word nuthasia. In this context, has the idea of training the mind, equipping our kids with a mind that is trained in the fear of the Lord, uh, which is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Remember, our kids are, uh, are lent to us. We are stewards of our children, and we have a responsibility he's given us. We are to instill the discipline of righteousness into our children, as well as the spiritual training of the Lord. 
These two things combine to provide us with a pathway to see our kids turn out righteously. This is any word of encouragement or reproof that leads to correct behavior, this idea of admonish. So take time. Training takes time. Training takes time. Um, you know, so, uh, and a lot of times, like, oh, you know, my kids don't do this. It's like, well, did you take the, I don't think I took all the, but I mean, if they, uh, they well, training takes time. Let me give an example. So sometimes it's like, uh, why don't the kids clean the kitchen the way I want it to be cleaned? Well, do they know? I mean, they should, they, they should know. Have you taken all the, so again, the, the, the training there, and Mr. Reinhardt and I were discussing this. We, we, we were uh, listening to this, guy, this person talk about, listen, it takes time to train, but here's five steps you can go through. One, you do the task and they watch you. All the kids are like, sounds good so far. <laughs> but it takes time. You do the whole task and they watch you. Step number two, you do the task and they help you. Kids are like, mm-hmm, okay, that's not so bad. Step number three, they do the task and you help them. Kids are like, uh-oh, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> Step number three, they do the task and you watch them. By the way, all of this takes time. This takes time. So step number four, they do the task and you watch them. And step number five, they do the task and you check the work. That takes real time. But that's part of what God, listen, train your kids. Train them. It takes time. But God wants us to do it. And make sure the tasks are within reason. I was talking to Brother Bishop and he goes, uh, you know, I, maybe tomorrow night after school, I'll, I'll try that and teach David how to change the brakes on a, on a bus. So that wouldn't be a good thing for, for David to start being in charge of, you know, make sure the tasks <laughs> are within reason. So, and again, I feel like I just scratched the surface. So we'll have to come back to some things here. But one last thought. Don't raise your kids in fear. I just, I'm scared to death. I just, I raised my kids scared to death. Now, I'm, Job, Job did. He offered sacrifice lest one of his kids had cursed God in his heart. So there was a, there was a, uh, there was a healthy concern. But I don't think God wants you raising your kids in fear. I'm scared to death. I'm scared to, don't raise your kids in fear. It's not healthy. And your kids will learn how to turn those fears against you and it just becomes a mess. Raise your kids in faith. Faith that God can help you raise little sinners to become wonderful Christians. Look to the Lord. Enjoy every stage. <laughs> Some stages are hard. Like, I, I think my wife shed tears when our kids were able to buckle themselves in all by themselves. They're like, oh, it's the most beautiful thing. <laughs> Certain stages are a lot of work. 
But don't like, I can't wait to get out of this state. No, no, enjoy every stage. Enjoy every stage. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Amen, amen, amen. Parent like that is true. Lord, I do pray that you bless uh, this uh, short time of prayer. I pray that you be with us. Thank you for your precious word, Lord, and thank you that we can look to you. I, I pray that you'd help us, Lord, and, 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 and Lord, maybe there has been some of that. Uh, maybe we need to have some more of that where we can go to a fellow, uh, a fellow believer in this church and say, hey, I, I'm praying for you. I love you. I'm praying for you. I love you. Lord, I, I just ask that you'd help our church to be knit together. Lord, help us to, uh, to pray genuinely and sincerely for each other, to love each other genuinely and sincerely and to learn from one another. Help us, Lord, as a church, all of us to be keeping our eyes on you. Help, help us, whatever we do, not to do it in fear, but to do it in faith. You are a good God. And you want to help us. Oh, Lord, we can turn to you in prayer. And, and the Bible has the answers that we would need. Help us as a church, Lord. We need you. Help us with these things. Uh, we, we, we parents, Lord, I, me and my wife, we have a lot to learn. But I, think, I thank you, God, that you're a patient teacher. And even my wife and me. I, I'm the pastor here, but there's, there's folks here that I can say, hey, can I pick your brain for a minute? And they, they would lovingly take the time to help. I just thank you for that, Lord. Help me to be humble before the word of God. And Lord, I pray that you'd help husbands, Lord, in this area of not provoking their, maybe in one of those areas, Lord, there was a dad that said, oh, I'm guilty in some of those. Maybe in some of the areas of, of edifying, Lord, I pray you'd help. And I know, Lord, there are some here that don't have their dad anymore. In your wisdom, Lord, you, 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 you've taken some dads home through the years. I, I pray you'd, you'd step in in a special way and they can look to you. You'd help them to trust their mom and, and to trust their church family here. I pray for them as well. Help us, oh God. We need you. We love you. We ask all these things in Christ's precious name. Amen.